The celebration in Milwaukee will certainly go on as the Brewers will face off with the Cardinals tonight. There is a game tonight that still needs to be played. That coverage wow. will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. Lace up there, Snide. We might need you to play. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Now celebrating a Central Division Championship again, onward towards a World Series. Well, okay, I mean, hang on, <laughs> but yes, hey, why not? Why not gotta, us? All you got to do is get in. So what I don't want to hear this morning is, well, you backed in because you didn't. Well, oh, I mean, clearly you would come have rather on. would rather have boat raced the Cardinals last <laughs> night and charged on in through that door. But, but it was the Cardinals, man. It's almost equally delicious that the Cubs, in a terrible performance, they were leading six zip, <laughs> handed it right. Up had to us. the game. I went to bed. We're down. We're down four one, and the Cubs are up six zero. And I'm like, all right. I mean, my brain went to producer mode of. So for Thursday, when yeah. we clinch, then yeah. how will that look right. after we mm-hmm. clinch on what? Like I was, I was past it. Fine, yep. no big deal. And then I wake up this morning, and the Cubs lost on a terrible play, In spectacular too. fashion, too. Yeah, just a huge error or misplay that uh, led to them losing that game. So, so I'm fine with it. You know, we've, we've played 157 games this year. Hey, we've no, won 88 of them. The Brewers are a pretty it. good team. Anyone who wants to complain about how they cleanse. Right? Body if, of if, work. If you build up an eight-game lead in the division with, like, ten games left, that's not backing in Right, either. you earned that. Yeah, you, you, you built that. that. You have that, you know. You'd like to be facing forward, though. And oh, you go, stop it. You stop it, <laughs> you get off? I'm only kidding, <laughs> man. I'm happier than all. Right, get good. out about this. This is awesome. They still today. have, like, set six games left. Five games. Yeah, and then so it's. The, I mean, they can still win, you know. Right, I and go out on a good note. Rowdy Tellez gets to start tonight. That would be <laughs> on the mound. Like, that that would be epic. No, they. Hey, to that point though, Brandon, they keep some of these guys still need their like regular work. I mean, when you talk about pitchers mm-hmm. and keeping the rotation, because pitchers in particular are creatures of habit. You want them in their thing, even if they don't go seven innings. Sure, or no, six. Some of them are probably still awake. Right. They haven't even gone to bed yet. <laughs> yeah, tonight might not be a win. Okay, tonight maybe that's fine, <laughs> and we don't need it. 614 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Save yep. me some champagne, will you? You got it. Okay, pal. All right. Or a Miller Lite. That's you fun got too. it. That's fun, too. <laughs> Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. It's a great day to be a Milwaukee Brewers fan despite the 4-1 to loss on Tuesday night. Milwaukee claiming their division crown once again. Thanks with some help from the Atlanta Braves. And an 0-2 count against him. The Iglesias pitch, a swing and a miss. And the Brewers, for the third time in six years, are the National League Central Division champions. And this crowd stuck around to enjoy this moment. And the Brewers are at the top of the Central once again. The Braves erasing a six-run deficit to go on to beat the Chicago Cubs, and the Brewers claim their spot at the top of the Central Division. The celebration in Milwaukee following that was most definitely on. This team's built for October, and winning the division is the first step. Uh-oh. The goal, the first goal is done. How many celebrations we got left? <laughs> Four. Four. All right. Let's get Matty Arnold. The GM brought a lot of you guys here. Let's douse it. Yeah. 
manager, Craig Council there. The best part about that is the champagne. Is that all that was? All those popping bottles? Boom. That's awesome. Had to grab that. General Ma- Speaking of general manager, Matty Arnold, friend of show, he was soaked in champagne. He spoke in the clubhouse on when he thought this team came together. I think, honestly, in spring training, I really do. I think I think we had a really good group, and I think it's you know it starts with the, the tone that Craig sets. And and every day when we come to the yard, we want to compete, you know. And I just think it's it starts with him and those guys, and just our entire team of people that work hard uh, to put this all together. And I'm just so fortunate to be a proud of it. Speaking of spring training, Brewers ace Corbin Burns also in the clubhouse with a Miller Lite in hand, also acknowledging in the midst of the celebration that he knew this team could be special all the way back in March. Every year you get into spring training, this is always the goal. You look around that room when you first get in there day one, you see the faces. We've got all-stars, we've got MVPs, we've got rookie of the years, we've got it all. we got it all across the board, so we knew it was going to be a good squad. And it was just going about and, and doing our business and taking care of what we can. And uh, everyone knew the role. Everyone focused on what they, they could do to get uh, get better each day and help the team the most. And uh, it's led to uh, us popping champagne again. Did you guys ever think 20 years ago, in three years, over a span of six years, the Brewers would win the division three times? Say t- 2007. I mean, just it, it's <sighs> incredible right. it's on great. where this franchise and where this organiza- organization has has come. I mean, sustained it's, success. I know we haven't had the big one yet, but it's been a great run. You got to enjoy it. Need it, and it could be this year. It's a big one. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, you're just the Braves, <laughs> right? All those years, right? Let's go. The celebration in Milwaukee will certainly go on as the Brewers will face off with the Cardinals tonight. There is a game tonight that still needs to be played. That coverage uh, will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. Lace up there, Snide. We might need you to play. <laughs> Six nineteen of Wisconsin's morning news. Today is sentencing day, the sentencing hearing for a young man from Wisconsin convicted of a deadly drunk driving crash from last December. That crash killed Grant Peterson, a 20-year-old from West Bend. He was driving home on I-90-94 in Sauk County when he was hit by this drunk driver who was driving the wrong way on the interstate. Now Grant's family is pushing for awareness about something we're all too familiar with here in Wisconsin. Alcohol consumption. Very athletic, very social, a lot of friends. When someone asks you to describe one of your children, what do you say? A lot of hobbies, downhill skiing, to fishing, to golfing. David Peterson's from West Bend. He's talking about his son, 20-year-old Grant. His various jobs, all the relationships that he built, the thousand people that showed up at the funeral. Grant was killed last December by a drunk driver. And on Wednesday, David will be reading an impact statement during the sentencing hearing for the young man convicted of killing him. You're only allowed so much time, roughly. And what can you say in that 10 to 15 minutes that's going to make a huge impact on the judge? Obviously, the pain of tragically losing a loved one is indescribable. And the Peterson family, like many other families, have had their ups and downs dealing with it. But since Grant's death, David says there's one thing he keeps noticing. Wisconsin's constant and consistent consumption of alcohol. Yeah, you kind of cringe sometimes because of those of how our society is. Well, come to this park, bring your dog and have some brews, you know. Nobody stops and really think about how are all these people getting home? Who's driving? And until it happens to you, you don't do that either. It's hard dealing with it because you see it everywhere. Recently, we were invited to a party, a 50th 
birthday party. We couldn't get ourselves to go because we were just thinking, well, how are all these people getting home? And that's the point. See, David and his wife are hoping that moving forward, anyone going out, anyone enjoying a drink has a plan. Who's driving home? Who's taking responsibility? And he prays his son's death can be used to teach others. Look at all these people that have passed away. Huge proponent of education, being a teacher myself, making sure they we educate them at a young age. As for the impact statement David will read, he'll no doubt describe in great detail just how wonderful his son was. Full of spirit and funny and just a great all-around student athlete. But he has other intentions as well. The judge needs to know like how painful this is. It is painful and for not only myself, but everybody that's involved. So a big day today for the Peterson family. David and his wife are going to be reading impact statements. Grant Peterson, just 20 years old, just another request. Be smart, especially nowadays. We got the Oktoberfests, we got the beer gardens, we have the brewers in the playoffs. Have a plan if you're going to go out drinking. And oh, by the way, the Packers play tomorrow night. There's good news on the indi- indi- injury front. Brandon Snyde has that 645. No, the Brewers clinched. That's the story. But also, no? The Brewers are the NL Central champions. That's okay. the story. He'll also have that then. <laughs> God, I hope his extra points is about the Packers today. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? Anyway, also big news today. They're celebrating in California, Silicon Valley, because... Today is Google's official birthday, 25 years of Google.com. You were saying you remember the first time you used Google? Yeah. What were we using before that? Like Yahoo. Wasn't Net... Okay, Netscape, and then Maybe, Yahoo yeah, was yeah. the next big one. Yeah, though, right? I think Netscape I remember Yahoo. using. Mm, very those good. good commercials? Um, I, so the official... But why did like, we all switch to Google? Is this easier to remember, maybe? I guess. It was a very simple-looking... Interface. Yeah, it was that was it. Um, it's clean. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The official actual birthday. They got their actual domain on September fifteenth, but today was the day they actually like launched it. Went live. And uh, the when search Google engine became self-aware. Initially relied on analyzing links to assess the importance of individual web pages within the World Wide Web. It was first named Backrub. <laughs> it was not. You're due making its, that up. Due to its focus on evaluating backlinks to gauge a website's importance. You're making that up. Subsequently, true it or false? No, that's true. It's back rub. For real true. Back rub. <laughs> Ooh, you, you want to back rub that quick? No, no, no. I'm talking about, no, just search it. No, that's what I meant. Fraught with I meant search it. Don't back rub it. I meant, I, I wasn't. Uh, uh, the name Google was a clever play on the mathematical expression representing the number one followed by a hundred zeros. See, that's what I remember as a kid. When something was a Google, it meant it was like a kajillion, like just a huge number. That's what Google is now. Well, then a Google, huge number in every way. Google has now changed, though, like in the dictionary. In 2006, the term Google became a verb. The Merriam-Webster yes, dictionary included the word Google with the meaning to use the Google search engine to obtain information about something or someone on the World Wide Web. Uh, Andy and Fond du Lac just texting into the old National Bank talking text line. Remember, ask Jeeves. Oh, yeah. That was going to be like, oh, yes. ask Jeeves. He was your personal butler. Right, yeah. See, that's too hard to type in. Google's so much easier. Come or back rub. I'm sorry. Back rub that. It's debate night tonight. Who's on the stage? That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News.
Debate night tonight. Second contest for Republicans vying for the nomination for president, which will be awarded here in Milwaukee at the Republican National Convention next summer. Tonight, it's seven candidates who made the cut and have committed to appear. ABC's Alex Stone. Tonight, it will be Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, and Doug Burgum on stage. All but Burgum comfortably met the RNC's polling and donor requirements. They will debate in the shadow of the actual Air Force One President Reagan used to fly on and a short walk away from the graves of Ronald and Nancy Reagan. But the big name will be missing again tonight. President Trump choosing not to take part in the debate. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. And President Trump with resounding leads over all other GOP candidates in the polls. So both political strategy here in skipping the debates. I mean, what does he have to gain? And, of course, legal strategy as well. His lawyers in the multitude of criminal cases pending against him have reportedly advised against the former president participating in these debates so as to not violate any court orders nor say anything that could further incriminate him. Trump instead will visit with striking auto workers in Michigan. Where can I watch the debate? This is another Fox News exclusive, so not Fox 6 here in Milwaukee, local Fox News on cable or streaming services. So unless you have access to that, you'll have to listen to and watch the highlights after the fact. 8 p.m. start, local time. 6.43 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. For the third time in six years, the Milwaukee Brewers clinched the National League Central Division Championship. Despite the 4-1 loss, the Braves erased a six-run deficit in Chicago to beat Chicago, paving the way for the celebration in Milwaukee. The Brewers will get back to work tonight with Game 2 of 3 against those St. Louis Cardinals. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. The Green Bay Packers are just one day away from their Week 4 showdown with the Detroit Lions on Thursday night. The Pack getting some encouraging news on the injury injury front. Aaron Jones could return to action Thursday, the same for second-year wideout Christian Watson. Packers-Lions kick off Thursday night at 7.15. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. For the third time in six years, the Milwaukee Brewers accomplished something that at one point in my life I thought would never happen. Another division championship. Prior to 2008, the Brewers sat through 26 years of playoff drought, and at one point, most Brewer fans never could envision what has happened over the past handful of seasons. Without a single thought of doubt, this right now is the golden age of Brewers baseball. And this year, certainly feels special. This Brewers team has faced far more adversity than any other club throughout Major League Baseball over the course of the season. Injuries, long road trips, weeks and weeks without a day off, and when the baseball gods gave them a chance to lay down, instead, this Brewers team stood up, looked that adversity in the eye, and won. The culture in Milwaukee has changed. The expectations in Milwaukee have now been raised, and the new normal is playoff baseball in the Brew City. It starts at the top and trickles all the way down. Kudos to ownership, who gave general manager Matt Arnold his shot at running his team. And boy, did he ever deliver. Every move felt like it worked, and each one of those pieces played a massive role in popping more champagne. Skipper Craig Council kept proving he is by far the best manager in baseball, working around injuries, struggles, and managing each player's workload to a perfection. And lastly, the players absolutely delivered. The pitching staff carried this club at times. The offense picked it up when it was needed. The freshmen came in and made a name for themselves almost immediately, and this team proved time in and time again to be among the best of the best this season. Enjoy the champagne, Milwaukee, and remember to sit back and soak this in.
it's, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've celebrated. I know it's been, been at least five times in the last six years and some other, some other celebrations with that. But um, yeah, this is a feeling that, uh, that never gets old. Brewers pitcher Corbin Burns on the celebration at American Family Field as we bring in our friend and teammate from 101.7 The Truth, Dr. Ken Harris. You were up all night partying. <laughs> it looks Brewers like win. it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Come on, get excited, Ken. Well, no, I mean, I'm a homer, so I'm a Chicago fan. But I think the Brewers did a great thing, even though the Cubs had to lose. I'm not a Cub fan anyway. In so spectacular That's fashion. why I'm happy, because the Brewers got it. Right. Right? And so I, I think it's, one, I think it's a long time coming. You know, they've come close in the last couple of years, and so now they've got it. I think the last time they were here was, what, 2021? They've had, what, three in the last six? Three in the last yeah, six. Yeah, 21 so. was a quick out from the playoffs, right. if I remember, oh, right? Yeah. It was, so was that was a playoff the... or just a play-in? Like, you should have stayed home and let the other team win. But, um, yeah, so I, I think it's great. It's going to do great for the city. We're at least going to get at least, what, three games here? We have at least mm-hmm. two. At least two. Can't if be they, three. If they got to win two, it. then they'll get three. And then, so I, I think I think it's great. I think the city will thrive more. And um, hopefully this time they'll get past the first. Yeah, let's go. Two games sets you know? up nicely. Yeah, I want to ask you about this? Target announcing it's closing nine stores across the country, many in urban locations due to retail theft and the epidemic that we have there, which the National Retail Federation says cost American businesses more than a hundred and twelve billion dollars in losses in 2022. I don't know what to say about that because I don't think it's, it's that serious that. They should go out of business. Yeah, that's a Target customer in East Harlem. He doesn't get it, New York City. As that city's first Target store that opened just 13 years ago is among those set to close. He doesn't think it's that serious. Target does. Here's the quote from the statement. We cannot continue operating these stores because theft and organized retail crime are threatening the safety of our team and guests and contributing to unsustainable business performance, Target said in a statement. So obviously, Dr. Ken, we've seen that issue here in Milwaukee. Yes. Uh, authorities from prosecutors to judges don't seem particularly bothered Correct. by theft as something that they want to waste their time with. But are, what's it going to take then? Folks who in the neighborhoods now don't have a place to shop to start saying, we got to get serious about this? Well, the added thing to that is that the people are going to stop coming. If you look at what happened in Oakland just yesterday, they decided that what we're going to do is we're going to shut the, the shop owners shut down their shops downtown for two hours. And they said, well, why are you doing that? They said, because people aren't coming. Like, you've taken it past that, past the the retail thefts and the break-ins and all that. Now people said, I'm not coming downtown. So they're not making any money. So that's the next step for Target. Target sees that. That's mm-hmm. that's the writing on the wall. So it's the when, losses coupled with the fact that people don't want to deal with that and be in that environment. And then the people who actually would come and spend money and actually buy things. are going to stay home. They aren't coming either. And so when I can't sell, here's, here's the key. You steal what I have, but when I can't even sell what's left, <laughs> yeah. I'm going out of business. Oh. And so that's what they're doing. So, so what will it take? Um, what will it take? A prosecutor with those words you can't say on radio who, who really will prosecute people and, and what follow will it through. Take to get those prosecutors in office? Because we vote for our district attorneys. Yeah, we vote for our district attorneys, but we tend to um, let people be lifers when they become politicians. Right. So, I mean, look at what's his name? Melendez. Like, he won't, I don't want to leave. Like, they, they have you dead to right. Like, if you have a trial, you're going to prison. If you don't have a trial, you're going to prison. 
if you show up for work, you're going to prison. Like, but yet, we, we, we believe that politicians deserve their jobs when they haven't done anything. I think part of it, too, is, Ken, is us as, as a voting block, as voters, we aren't paying close enough attention Correct. to those side races, whether it be district attorney or certainly mm-hmm. for judgeships. Mm-hmm. Many judges run unopposed forever and ever right. and ever. Part of that is because lawyers who might appear before that judge don't want to be the person who ran against him or her. Right. But there, there are an assortment of problems. But we as voters aren't paying attention to who's the tough on crime judge in this race and who isn't. Well, I have, I have a theory about that. I think that whenever things like that happen, especially local elections, they start telling you it's going to be a low turnout. Why would you tell me it's going to be a low turnout and then forcing a low turnout? And then when everything happens and it's a big one, I simply point to Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And everybody takes their mind off of the local election and starts looking at national when national really doesn't affect you because your quality of life, your schools, everything has to do with local elections. So I'll be interested when when we get close to, you know, the mayoral, what happens in the state that turns it away from the city so everybody that's running can just walk into office. And if you think of where your vote counts more, right. like statistically, your vote right counts here. more in that smaller pool of these right. local elections as opposed to being one of several hundred million. Right. <laughs> right. All right. And so people wanting to get rid of the Electoral College, I remind them, hey, if you want to give your vote to like five most populous states, knock yourself out because you'll vote in Wisconsin until you're blue in the face and you won't make a dent in any presidential election so good to see you again same here dr ken harris from 1017 the truth host of the afternoon show